0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk all things software and technology. I'm your host, Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow, joined as I often am by my wonderful collaborator, Siora Ford. Hey, Siora.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm good. So I'm excited for today's episode, the world of technology. We're in a new hype cycle. All anybody wants to talk about is AI, this large language model, that, but you are bringing it back. You're connecting today's hype to yesterday's hype. You shared a great piece with me. Set me up. What are we going to chat about today?
1: Okay. So this is really exciting for me and a little bit, I think, surprising because I feel like I've been the person who's kind of like rained on everybody's parade with blockchain and you AI. You sure did.
0: But now, now that it's <laughs> not hype, now, you're ready to embrace it.
1: Now, I feel like this is the fir- not the first time, but one of the few like applications of blockchain that I actually agree with. Right. So- this article is entitled AI art is here to stay: how blockchain can help creators gain control over their work. It's a basically like a retrospective kind of like article written by someone from the Columbia University Data Science Institute. And I found this article to be like fascinating because I like a few days ago or maybe like more like a few weeks ago, I was on Twitter and I was asking like is there any way that artists can protect their work from being used For like training data sets for AI art, Um, because I'm sure there are some artists out there who would prefer that not to happen. So like, how can we prevent that from happening if it's something they don't want? Essentially, that's a very, very hard like problem to solve. And the article kind of discussed that because there's like so many different factors. One of them being that it can be hard to prove that an AI image was trained on your art and replicates your art style. That's like a hard thing to to fix and to prove and like to detect so it's not like there's no tool out there yet that you could use where you like input an image and say like tell me if this was if this is the real deal or not like because
0: it's not it's not an exact copy it's like a fuzzy sort right. of st- statistical resemblance of even if i say make this in the style of picasso it looks like a picasso but it's not a copy of a specific one right i will say there's one very funny thing which is that one of the ai services just ingest a lot of Getty photographs, which had a watermark on it. And so if you'd ask for a specific thing, you know, football star about to score a goal, you would see it and there would be like the ghost of a Getty image watermark because it had learned that over time. So they have a pretty good case, I think. They'll be able to make the case.
1: Honestly, the the article also did mention that like watermarks could be a solution to this problem, especially because it doesn't only talk about AI art. It also talks about like AI generated images in general because mm-hmm. some of them are getting really good at like replicating real human beings, doing things they never did. So, one of the things they mentioned was like watermarking your art or your photography so that people can know like when it is or isn't real. The interesting thing about this article though is a tool they pointed out called the Glaze project and this is probably the most exciting thing that I learned about from this article. So, the Glaze Project is basically uh, a tool that artists can use where they can input their image. And this tool will make like very small changes, like down to the pixel that Mm. the human eye can't recognize, but it throws off AI generated art tools. Like Mm. it throws them off. So, when they try to like mimic your art style, it will throw out something that's very, very obviously not yours. It'll produce something that's very obviously not yours. I'm not sure how it works like under the hood because I've read through the website and they don't really talk about like the the technical side of things. But the whole idea too is like, even if you're a person who's done like a ton of art and uh, there's so much like of your art already publicly available and AI has already like been training off of your stuff. If you from here on out continue to use like glaze, if you continue to use it, eventually it'll get to a point that like the data set will have so much of your art with the glaze. Like they call it a, uh, an overlay kind of, I guess.
0: Yeah. I've yes. seen adversarial things like this for AI before. Yeah. So like one of the earlier things that AI learned to do really well was identify an image. This is a picture of a cat. You know, this is a human face in a video feed. I know what this is and I'll track it or whatever. And people would make these really funny sweaters or little QR codes And if you just held that up, it threw the whole thing off. You know, it said the person was a panda or it couldn't recognize the person. So like there is some way, you know, within the language of pixels, exactly like you're saying, to kind of trick the machine. And it's really interesting about thinking about like, right, doing that so that your stuff can't get scanned or even if it gets ingested. But I think there's like almost a bigger question here, which is how quickly are people going to start demanding, you know new rules so a bunch of artists are suing a bunch of you know ai image generators like i mentioned getty images is suing coders are suing about you know open source code being used but you know in the meantime while we wait on these cases you know the ai systems are plowing ahead in the world of search for you know a very long time you've been able to say do not crawl my site so you know big search engines don't crawl facebook and put that copy in Because Facebook wants to keep the data for themselves. Makes perfect sense. And lots of other, you know, Craigslist, you know, don't crawl my stuff. If people want to know what's on Craigslist, they got to go to Craigslist, right? Makes total sense. So will we in the future see something similar that's like, you know, do not train on my data, just like do not crawl for the search engine. And like you said, how would we know? Well, you'd have to make a legal case and say, I demand discovery. I want to see everything that was in your data set. And if my stuff was in there without your permission, we've got a problem. But the I guess the open argument you know that's always been is it fair use to learn on the data and then produce you know novel art?
1: Yeah, and I think too, the article mentions that like there's also an issue of proving ownership, which mm-hmm. is where blockchain comes in
0: right? right So
1: like the whole cool thing about um, nfts was that you could prove on the blockchain that this NFT was yours no matter if someone took a screenshot, whatever whatever. So it kind of the article posits that people, begin to use blockchain to do the same thing for their art so that they have like a very clear proof that this is mine and this AI like use my art so that in the future like people can prove ownership, which I guess would help in situations where they're like they don't want their stuff to be used. I think that would be the natural what you're describing though is a natural like progression or the natural solution that we need to get to. Yeah. And It's interesting because I think to get there, we would have to have a partnership of artists and developers working together to build something that will be like technically sound and works, but also easy to use. Because I even think for like blockchain, that's a relatively like technical thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure most artists would be like, okay, how am I supposed to get my art on a blockchain? So The whole idea is like, okay, these, these, like, we can use technology somehow to like protect artists, but we have to make sure that it's like accessible and easy to understand and like affordable, all that kind of stuff, which I think is where we come to like another thing that like we have to figure out. But I'm honestly, I'm like, for the first time ever, I'm like excited. Yeah, I'm excited about the possibilities of like building something that could actually work and be sustainable and help like solve this problem because I'm a person who's like I'm for the artists and I want them to be like I want everything to be ethical and I'm slightly excited about AI, but this is the kind of stuff that makes me not so excited. So I feel like if we could come up with solutions to these kind of issues, it'll make it much easier to build ethically with AI.
0: I got to share this thing with you, which I think falls into the same category. So I was talking with my friends about, you know, what can AIs do now and what can't they do? And one of the things we discussed was like, well, we haven't really seen great music. Like you can tell mid-journey to make a great image. It's kind of stunning. You can say, write an essay. It writes a college level essay, but I haven't heard AI composing songs where I was like, oh, this is a hit song, you know? But then like two days after I said that, I saw this tweet, which I just put in the chat for you. And basically... Any artist out there whose voice is very unique and who has lots of music, you can train an, an AI model now and it will learn all the nuances of their voice. Then you go in and write, you know, eight new bars of 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 raps, and now you have a new Kanye song that, like, if I was just listening on the radio, I'd be like, This is Kanye. Like it sounds like him, you know? And that poses such a big challenge because even more, I think, than like, oh, get give me the style of the artist, like this you know has a human quality where you're like oh I recognize this individual person you know this is I can pick out you know the the details of their voice and I don't know if the sound of your voice is something you can copyright like there have always been you know Michael Jackson impersonators and and cover bands that you know go out and and perform the hits of you know the rolling stones or the beatles like and sound and look just like them and that's fair game so I really don't know what happens with this stuff but It's, it's wild to me how, how indistinguishable from a great human imitator or the real person this sounds.
1: Yeah. I think in a previous episode a little while ago, we discussed like today the the theme is AI art, but we did discuss AI generated audio. Yeah. And I told you about the person who had like made an audio of Beyonce talking about BTS when she's never like done that before. and. To me, it didn't sound like exactly like her. So I could tell that it was AI, but I know that it's possible for it to get to a point where yeah. you won't be able to tell. Just like how AI art now can like do hands well when that was like the telltale sign. Yeah, you were before. always like,
0: but the hands. And now yeah. it's like we don't even have that anymore.
1: Yeah, and we don't have that anymore because that's how AI works. Like over time it gets better. So this is like something that I think a lot about, especially for like if a if an artist or Like a musician or even someone who's like a famous, like they give speeches a lot, like a politician or something like that. And they've passed away. We could possibly have like a new Michael Jackson album produced by AI, which to me is like, that's like nuts to, to think about. And again, I have no idea how we're supposed to like have anything that's going to prevent this from happening or allow it to happen in an ethical way i don't know like it's just
0: the music industry more than any other industry kind of has like a good set of rules it's like yeah the writer gets a credit you know and the producer gets a credit the artist gets a credit and if you're gonna you know do a a cover of this song and 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 publish an album you're gonna pay these royalties like they kind of have a whole system set up so i wonder if we could start to set that up look you can make a new you know track with kanye's voice but he's gonna get you know 20% Twenty percent of the profits, or whatever, yeah. you know. Like, I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not saying that that's legal. Just that the <laughs> that the music system kind of has created rules, you know, for this. And famously, you know, like Vanilla Ice and David Bowie or whatever, you know, it's like, how many notes can you copy before you you owe somebody royalties, you know, or how many notes do you need to change? And yeah, I guess like that's the that's the big question that these AI's pose to us is there were things that you know until the rise of these recent models only humans could do in a way that didn't fool other people and now the kind of turing test the areas in which we can be fooled from essay writing to songwriting to painting have changed rapidly and dramatically do we feel safe getting fooled like this do the people whose data was used to create these new systems are they owed money and as we go on to this wave of new creation how do we make sure that it's safe for society and that you know there's room for us For us, the people, the humans, (laughs) to continue to participate.
1: Yeah, I even think about like if somehow in the future we like have laws and regulations or whatever the case may be to like limit what we can and can't do with AI, even if that's the case, if someone produces like an AI generated audio of some politician saying something outlandish or the like, even if it's like illegal, if it gets on the internet and spreads soon enough, it's basically going to become like law. It's going to become the truth because it's going to be accessed by so many people. By the time it gets taken down and we try to like retract that and say like, that wasn't real. It could still be like widely believed.
0: Don't you think we already passed that point? Like, I feel like we were already living in this post-truth world of like, one side believes this and the other side believes that. And until you took it sometimes to court, Two camps would just live in two totally different realities, you know, like because of the internet, because you could live in your filter bubble or see what you, you know, see something that's edited. I feel like we'd already kind of like,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely. Like that's that goes along with the like fake news thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, of like false information just spreading rapidly. Like I think pictures and audio are way more impressionable to the human mind than text is. So if you see mm-hmm. a tweet, tweets that have like false information are already extremely damaging. But like imagine (laughs) pictures and videos or audios and stuff like that. And it's not necessarily a new issue because that's been a thing on Facebook and Twitter and all the other social media platforms. But I just feel like AI is exposing like a lot of the issues we already had with how the internet works. And I think this kind of gives me hope.
0: So I shared the Kanye one with you. And, you know, you can listen to that and tell tell me for yourself, like, you, you know, how much you think it sounds like him. Then I'm going to share with you another one. So video is the frontier where like we haven't totally cracked it. Like AI can make video, but it's kind of weird and distorted. And it's the way the images were one or two years ago, which to me means like, okay, pretty soon, like I can see the path we're on. So -hmm. I'm going to send you this to check out. I know that this doesn't look real, but there's like little bits of it that look kind of real. And you could sort of (laughs) see how, you know, (laughs) with just a little bit more work, this is a, we'll put this They're in almost
1: there. I don't know if you've seen there's a there's a Disney show. I think it's called The Prom Pact or something yeah. like that. It's a new show. Yeah and their like extras are AI.
0: Oh my God. And That's I can't
1: much. I don't know where the tweet is now, but like they look terrifying. Like the people right. in the stands of like the basketball game or whatever look so scary if you look close up, but like it's accurate enough to scare right. you, right. and accurate enough for you to think that it could possibly get like human level in the future so
0: yeah we will i'll put this in the show notes it's it's will smith eating spaghetti as imagined (laughs) by one of the one of the ais that makes videos and it it looks bizarre it doesn't look great but then within there you're like you get this little hint of like oh for a second that really does look like will smith eating spaghetti so give it another six to twelve months yeah
1: it's like how deep fakes a while ago used to look like look like deep fakes. But now a lot of them look really, really accurate and real. So. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, that one of the Pope fooled everybody. I mean, that looked like the Pope in a drippy coat. Everybody loved it because it looks like a photograph. It's photorealistic now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard on TikTok. One thing that's really popular now is this audio of Joe Biden singing an Ice Spice song. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously it's fake, but it does kind of sound Yeah. It sounds real enough for it to be scary. Well, this is what I'm saying.
0: Like, what was Saturday Night Live? It was all these great impersonators and we loved it. And like, you know, what is Weird Al? And, you know, like doing great imitations and and like that kind of joke and that kind of content like is allowed. That's kind of satire. Yeah. It sucks that now the AI can do it and like, you know, we're kind of cut out of it. But also it can bring some joy to people's lives. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think like it could be good because I think the Joe Biden thing is funny, but I also know that it's fake. And like, if someone on SNL like is acting like the president, I know that it's fake. Right. But like AI, if it gets too good, will we know that it's fake? And how can we prove that it's fake? And all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. Here's
0: my only core. Maybe we, I've said this to you before, but like the only sort of counterargument here is like, how soon until people just stop being like, unless I see it in person, it's not like it's got to be IRL or nothing? Because like we're all going to we're all going to get punked enough times. Where we're going to be like, I can't believe anything I see on the internet now. So
1: I think a lot of people are already at that point. Where they don't like trust anything they read or see on the internet unless it's like (laughs) extremely, extremely verified. I think blockchain could help. I can't believe I'm saying this, first of all, but I think blockchain could help with this if we could get it to a point like where I know for like NFTs, you could check very easily who owned the image or, yeah, who owned the NFT. If we could do something like that for like images and audio and things like that, where you can very easily check who owns it. And see whether or not it's real.
0: I do love the idea, right? Like, now, you know, it used to be digital artists would make something and they just publish it on the web and they'd say, hey, I have the copyright. Now it'll be a bit more strategic of like when I publish something, it's got an invisible watermark and the AI can't scan it and I've already put it on the blockchain. And so I've got like my defenses up. You know, I'm ready for somebody to try to take this and to stake my claim to it. Last thing before we go, I just want to mention this episode will come out, you know, after we've made some announcements, but you know, like Stack Overflow has to think about all this stuff. And so for us, you know, there are some really interesting possibilities. These possibilities are something that we've discussed in a recent blog post talking about how the key for us, just as it is with these artists, is that the creators are able to receive some recognition or some compensation that all the data on the internet is not just being gobbled up into these black box models, which spit out, you know, a sort of Statistical average of an answer, and then nobody's visiting the websites or uh, rewarding the creators. We think that's really important here at Stack Overflow, and our CEO has given interviews uh, in the press to Wired and the Wall Street Journal, you know, sort of explicitly saying we need to figure out a way, uh, perhaps, to uh, license our data, and that any money that comes back in from licensing that data is going to go to use is going to go to support uh, the community of Stack Overflow users who have been contributing their knowledge over the last fifteen years. So, like. There are some really useful applications of this, especially within the world of software, but it's all moving too fast. That's my yeah. new, that's I need I need a t-shirt that says it's just it's all moving <laughs> too fast. Cause that's the way I feel.
1: Yeah. I think for this, when all the crypto and blockchain stuff was like the hot topic, I was like, I'm struggling to see like enough positive uses of this to make all of this worth it. But I don't feel that way with AI. I feel like no. there's enough positive things that could happen with it that we really should try to fix like the negatives so that we have mainly positives. That's what I'm
0: hoping. Very well said. Right. With blockchain, it was like, yeah, maybe it'll change the world, but like, I don't really see it happening. With AI, it's like, It's already too smart and it might get smart really fast. (laughs) Like we got to pump the brakes so we can do the good things with it. Like, did you see the thread about the person whose dog was sick and they couldn't figure out the diagnosis? Did you see that thread?
1: No, I didn't.
0: The dog was sick. The first vet gave a diagnosis, but it didn't really help. They were given the medicine. The dog wasn't getting better. They took the lab results, just the raw lab results and put it into the AI. And they said, what do you think? And the lab said, well, it could be this. That was the first diagnosis. It could be that. And like the second one didn't make sense. Or it could be this third one. They called up a vet and they said, do you think it could be this third one? The vet said, maybe. And they prescribed medicine and the dog got better. You know, like that kind of thing where it's like, that's what it is. It's a reasoning agent that can, you know, look at text and look at data and like come up with some ideas about it. And that, in that context, super useful.
1: Yeah, I agree. Agreed. That's really cool.
0: Well, everybody, if you want to check all this stuff out, we'll be sure to put some links in the show notes to the Glaze project, to the bigger article from Columbia University Data Science Institute about what blockchain can do. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of great links you're going to have to check out. A new Kanye song, Not From Kanye, and Will Smith Eating Spaghetti. Don't miss it. All right, everybody. It is that time of the show. Let's shout out someone from the Stack Overflow community who came on and helped to share some knowledge. They have a question from the dustbin of history. Hero Huyan. Gato. Thank you so much, awarded March 29th. How can I add a pre-built static library in a project using CMake? If you've ever wondered, Hero has an answer for you. They've helped 35,000 people and earned themselves a lifeboat badge. So congratulations, Hero. I am Ben Popper. I'm the director of content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. Email us questions or suggestions podcast at stackoverflow.com and if you like the show, leave us a rating and a review. It really helps.
1: And my name is Ciara Ford. I'm a developer advocate, all 0 by Okta. And you can find me on Twitter. My username there is C-E-E-O-R-E-O underscore. And you can also find my website, ciara.dev.
0: Yes, by the time you hear this, I may have lost my blue checkmark, but it's really me, I swear. I'm not famous <laughs> enough to be impersonated. <laughs> and I'm not paying for a checkmark.